Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I've titled tonight's show, Shape-Shifting Swarm of Tiny Robots. Now, previously on Free Talk Talk Live, we covered an article about something called Smart Dust. Okay. And this is basically nanorobots that can be programmed to do a, a number of things. Uh, the I'm trying to think of the right word here, the industry with which they sort of position themselves for the use cases, the medical industry. They want to be able to send nanobots into like your bloodstream and program them to do things or, or the evil villain out, industry, clear out your arteries and, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, Reminds and, me of a movie. They can also be used to do things like, um, you know, s- sanitize or scrub or even like sand, uh, a thing like a surface. So they could be used like in construction technology, that kind of thing. But yes, you are absolutely correct. Th- this tool put into the hands of an evildoer has many sinister capabilities. We're watching you, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. If they start investing in this, beware. Yeah. So this isn't. It's loosely related to the smart dust, but it isn't directly related to the smart dust. Uh, this comes from activistpost.com. A shape-shifting swarm of tiny robots could soon clean your teeth without a brush. I am genuinely curious what the body reaction is to these because sometimes... I don't even get all the toothpaste out when I spit after brushing my teeth. Think I'm going to get out all the nanobots? Sometimes man invents a thing, and you don't know how the body's going to react to it. Okay. Uh, things like uh, the first artificial hearts, right? Even, like, when they were just for, like, people who were waiting for an actual transplant, right? They needed a way to keep them alive, so they had this outboard gear that sort of sat next to you and kept your heart pumping until your new real heart transplant, you know, sure. did, did arrive. So. When they created the ones that were implantable, the completely artificial hearts, uh, they had problems with people's bodies just sort of being like, what is this foreign object in here? It and shouldn't it starts to be reject here. it. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious genuinely what the body's reaction is to a mouthful of shape-shifting nanobots. So I'm a, I'm, you know, visually impaired. Like I need to wear glasses or contact lenses okay. most of the time. And... You know, at some point, the idea of, like, LASIK comes up. Yeah. Right. And I go, you know what? Like, taking the two to three minutes in the morning to put in my contact lenses is not that big of an inconvenience for me to risk the minuscule potential Mm -hmm. of LASIK going wrong and permanently blinding me. Right. Big fans of crypto. Right. And early on, it was pitched to us as, like, the anti-state currency. Yes. Right. The state can't regulate this. This is for you, liberty-minded, freedom-oriented anarchists, if you will, people out there. Um, and I happened across a headline this week. I didn't bring it for show prep here. covered it a little bit on the podcast. And the question posed in the article mm-hmm. was, does cryptocurrency need a central bank, a lender of last resort? <laughs> okay. I would like to laugh it off, right? But I am deeply concerned where if, if that's the, like, the, the hive mind thought process that is going out there, mm. right? That that cryptocurrency could be skewing in a very negative direction towards more state intervention, and we need to be very have a very concerted effort to steer it back away from that 
to what its original intent was, and that is state-free money. Right. Uh, the Probably the most important pillar, if you will, if there's pillars of a cryptocurrency, the most important thing in my mind is the decentralization aspect of it. The, Until they try to centralize it by having a crypto lender of last resort right. run it, by the state. In which case, it, it is no longer cryptocurrency. Now it's just digital currency. Okay. Digital currency, like, <sighs> governments are going to attempt to confuse all of you, all of us, everybody that's listening and everybody that's not listening. They're going to try and confuse you and tell you that, oh, their currency is just like Bitcoin. Before the big G, there was a whole bunch of search engines. There was Ask Jeeves and uh, Dogpile. Dogpile, Dice, and you know, and they were all struggling to like be the the top dog, if you will, and be the best search engine that they could. Out of nowhere comes this site called Google, and it was all really simple, just sort of a blank page with a little box in the middle of it. Whereas the rest of them were full on websites with all sorts of information and stuff on how to search. What to, you know, and the big G came out, and it was just like a blank page with a box in the middle. And they won. They won the war. So I feel like that's where we're at right now. We're, okay. we're at the search engine wars, right? Cryptocurrency is struggling with making the user experience very nice, okay. right? The user interface still kind of sucks. There's some wallets out there that are doing some great things. Uh, to some extent, exchanges have contributed to some of the adva- advances in wallets. But you, in my opinion, you still don't want to keep your money on an exchange because... Not, not your, your keys, keys, not, not your, your money. Right. Okay, so if that's the trajectory you're on, again, just one more concern here. Yeah. Um, because of regulations passed in Europe, right, I now have to accept cookies on, like, every website I visit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's a big old pop-up that is a barrier between me and getting to the information I'm looking for right. because of some European regulation. Right. Right. So it's the internet was wild and free, and you can go wherever you want. And there was a book, said the entire internet in the book. I had mentioned uh, where I think we are with cryptocurrency now being similar to where we were uh, in the you know two thousands, early two thousands with the search engine wars, and then I mentioned something called the inversion. What does this mean? Well. I give you an example. It happened. Uh, we become the internet. Well, no, it happened in the telephone industry so it used to be when the internet first came out that the internet ran over the copper wire of the telephone network fiber optic and digital technology came along and said no we're going to replace all that with this fiber optic cable we heard a lot about that in the you know 90s and 2000s and so eventually it flipped if you will the inversion occurred where now all of your phone calls run over the internet. They okay. all get converted into zeros and ones instead of being an analog signal running over copper wire. It gets converted into zeros and ones. Even at the like, everybody got a cell phone now. Very few people have a landline. Landlines are like the only phones that even, and they only are analog up until they hit the the box outside in the yard or in the neighborhood somewhere where it gets converted to digital. So it's a very short period of time where they run yeah. over copper wire. Everything else runs over the internet now. Part of that was a quality issue, too. Well, but, and efficiency, right? Because fiber optic and digital technology is so much more efficient than analog technology. It just made sense from a business perspective to do all of this kind of stuff. That hasn't happened with cryptocurrency yet. I just wanted to say how disappointed I am that um, President Biden's going to Saudi Arabia to grovel for oil. 
because of our American interests. You know, what is it? It's like an 80 year relationship with that country. He just gave so, away a bunch of America's strategic reserves. It's true. Hey, is that the guy that said that um, Dr. Fauci was a mass murderer? Um, I, I might agree with that, but I don't know if I've ever said no, that I on think, air. I think uh, yeah, you're, you you're thinking of uh, yeah, Peakless Mountaineer. Okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. All yeah, right. he's not Sorry on tonight, that. but no, that's all right. Because, yeah, because His beard well, is almost as on, nice. I don't want, I don't want him talking to me. Because if that guy's on, I don't want that guy talking to me. But I just want well, to guess who's going to get cut off first. <laughs> well, well uh, hey, wait, wait, if hey. you want to cut me off, go ahead, Dan. No, no, I'm in control, no. not him. So I'm, I'm not cutting you off, at least not yet. Um, I do want to ask, Jerome, I thought you yeah. were an ardent Biden supporter. Yeah, I am. I'm disappointed that he's doing When I heard about this trip, I said, oh, hell, I wish he would cancel this. But I know how, you know, American greed and people crying about the price of oil. And I understand that. But this is a bad, bad deal. But it's an 80-year relationship, so I don't know how the hell you handle something like that. Let me, let me ask but you this, Jerome. Because he stopped the pipelines America. and is giving away the reserve. I was listening on Friday, and you guys were talking about Elon Musk and uh, the uh, Twitter deal breaking up. And there was a little bit of uh, information that didn't match up with the information that I had been hearing that I had been seeing through a different filing. So um, you guys were saying that Elon just had to pay a million dollars to get out of the deal. It was like That's a billion. A billion, I'm sorry, a billion, million, yes. It's, um, but that billion is only allows to get out of the deal if he can't get financed. So if he can't get financing to, to close the deal, then he can pay a billion dollars and walk away from it. <laughs> but other than that... Ah, it's than only that, a billion dollars. No problem. Right, right. <laughs> other than that, there is specific performance on the equity. So it um, translates out of legalese. That is to say that, uh, except that the, only, the only way he can get out of it is, is he can't find financing, which he currently has through Morgan Stanley. Um, other than that, he has to close on the deal. Otherwise, they can take him to court and sue for specific performance, which is basically, you know, hey, go through with the contract that you made. Now, so is, he doesn't have a way out of this. Is the reason that he is trying to pull out the the bots? Yes, yeah, so that's that's what he is uh, claiming. Oh. Um, but so it, so just have... just for our listeners that don't know, apparently, Twitter is littered with fake accounts that are run by robots that Twitter themselves have unleashed onto the, the Twitter population. Hopefully, for Elon's sake, he doesn't end up with uh, holding a bag for $44 billion for a pile of shirts that he really doesn't want. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that happened early on, right? The, you know, you, you've purchased a house and you were looking to buy a house, and yeah. with the housing market the way it is now, right, there's a whole bunch of buyers, like, waving inspections, Right, no, we'll take it. We got the cash today. We'll take it. And then after they make the purchase, they went, "Oh man, there's a lot more work than we thought." But they were yeah, so he, they were so they excited. Elon, he specifically waived due diligence. Right. He specifically waived the right to inspect the house. Right. So he uh-huh. he can't claim that they didn't tell me because he said you don't have to tell me. I'm just forty fifty four fifty four twenty, yeah. and it's it, and I'm taking it. He waived the inspection. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So he's he's got to follow through, or it's the 4D chess thing, which he never intended to do. Wants to throw mud on Twitter, and this is the way to get that bot thing out and you know in the public. The Bye. other thing, the other thing to consider though is, let's just say he did completely intend to buy the thing no matter what, and he is doing something that, uh, in a marketing perspective or from a marketing perspective, 
is pretty smart, which is continuing to build the brand. Everybody is talking about Elon Musk and Twitter still. Researchers from University of Pennsylvania say their microscopic dentists may one day act as a toothbrush, rinse, and dental floss all in one. This sounds like a commercial, right, for, you know, new Crest nanobots. Well, when, when you originally pitched this to me before we went on the air, I said, like, have you seen the 10-second toothbrush? Right. And I had not, and you described right. it to me. Go ahead, describe it for the audience. It's, it's like a mouthpiece with rubber bristles on there that you just put in your mouth and you turn it on. And then it just vibrates, you know, for like ten seconds. Oh, is it like the money printer? Money printer go. That's right. Right, but but because of all the like tiny little bristles on there, it it brushes all your teeth at once, Whoa. rapidly with the oxygenating bubbles and the UV light or whatever. I don't know about that. Right. That's true, but it does it really quickly. So even if you if you if taking two minutes to brush your teeth in the morning is like too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> right Bef- before you go sticking nano robots in your mouth, eh, maybe give the ten second toothbrush. I could see something like, like the ten second toothbrush, like you carry in like the center console of your car. Yeah, for like those unexpected overnight trips, and you're like, oh, I better brush my teeth. Or for you ladies in the morning while you're putting on your makeup, just pop that in for the ten seconds while you're doing and the like, eyeliner. Then poke yourself in the eye with your mascara <laughs> wand, <laughs> shaking your face. <laughs> Researchers say they can direct the microbot's motion and configuration to form either bristle-like structures like a toothbrush or elongated strings that can slip between teeth like dental floss. In either case, the building blocks of these tiny robots contain iron oxide nanoparticles, which produce both catalytic and magnetic reactions. The catalytic reaction drives the nanoparticles to produce antimicrobials, that can kill harmful bacteria on a person's teeth or gums. The team's experiments demonstrated that the robots could conform to the shape of a person's teeth, even if they're crooked, and eliminate all of the biofilms that cause tooth decay and gum disease. This sounds rather good for, uh, you know, the the industry of, of dentists. Uh, what are you showing me, Richard? She got an... Oh, go ahead, read it. She got an STD during car sex. Now Geico could pay her $5.2 million. Good Lord. This is the uh, timeline we're in. That's true. Great show prep. Yeah. I thought maybe, I thought maybe with my absence being as long as it was, that someone might have picked up on this one. Uh, no, we rely on you okay. specifically <laughs> for these types of things, and we've got some more from you today that hopefully we'll get to today. Um, so all of this about uh, these, you know, nano robots for tooth care sounds great, right? They conform to any shape of teeth, no matter how many you have or don't have. There's a new uh, Star Trek. Uh, it's the one with uh, Pike. So it's the pre-Kirk okay. version. So you've got Captain Pike. And so the latest uh, episode has Pike and Kirk meet. Ooh. And so there's all this. And they, they they specifically play it up. They're like, if Pike is talking, he's like, isn't that right, Captain? And then he'd be like, yes, Captain. That's correct. And so it's all this sort of Captain to Captain stuff. And hilarious in the writer's room. Like it was on and I'm like in my kitchen. I'm like, you know, making some dinner and I'm hearing all this captain, 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 captain. And I immediately think of the, uh, the effing long or the effing short version. Um, this has been done with, uh, what's the, the bowling movie with John Goodman and, Oh, uh, uh big Lebowski, big Lebowski. They make the, the short effing version okay. where they take all of the F bombs okay. and edit everything else out 
except for them saying F, 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 F through the, and it turns out to be like a five minute movie that you can completely recap just by watching that. And so I kind of had that experience with Captain, 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 Captain. We need to talk about this bit that you brought in, Richie Rich, from greenlemon.me. I don't even know what this site is. I Don't even worry about it. I came across one piece of show prep months ago. And and then I went to I was so good so provocative that I added this site to my list. So there's a whole bunch of like celebrity gossipy okay. nonsense coming right. out of this site, and occasionally the gem that gets like plucked. And this is the gem that gets plucked for this week. In the previous segment, I was trying to remember the name of a tabloid TV show. TMZ. Oh yeah, TMZ okay. was what I was trying to remember. Just for our listeners who you know. We're like, dude, it's TMZ, you dumbass. Like, we well, also said like E.T., and that was like Entertainment Tonight. It was, or, and yeah. I was like, no, newer than that, okay. because I, I don't know that E.T. is still a thing. It's amazing that TMZ started as a website, right? Right, and then parlayed that into an actual TV show. So we here on Free Talk Live have covered this particular person previously. Uh, he invented something that we call the Suicide Pod this thing looks like a science fiction cryogenic sleep chamber, and it can only be activated from the inside. So right. there's no, like, it's it's not a Dr. Kevorkian thing where somebody's assisting you with your suicide. It's you can 3D print one of these of your own volition completely voluntarily and decide to get in it and activate it from the inside. I don't want to walk around with the equivalent of a ticking time bomb inside of me. You know, it reminds me of these movies where somebody puts like, well, we've implanted a chip in your system. And if you don't return with the, the thing in 24 hours, it'll automatically explode unless That's we inject you is. with this. Is that what this is? Sort of. Do, do you want to read it? No, I mean, I can. I have it up. Uh, I mean, it's basically that. It's basically that. Like, you have to deactivate it every day. Or oh, every day. I thought, oh, geez. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Uh, Dr. Philip Ditschke, an expert who advocates the right to die movement and crafted the controversial suicide pod shared that he's come up with another idea, an implantable death switch. The former Australian practitioner was first known when he gave a patient the first voluntary injection in 1996. He's since then been speaking out about the right to die and coming up with the Sacro, a 3D printable death chamber that floods the body with nitrogen. The design was meant to comply with Switzerland's assisted dying laws and meant to keep medical involvement to the minimum as it can only be activated from the inside. The doctor spoke with the independent about how his nonprofit group Exit International has been brainstorming for something more radical and effective to allow people to seal their own deaths in the scenario where they are faced with incurable degenerative brain disorders. The man spoke, when a person has dementia, they can nowadays, quite legally in some places, fill out a brief, a bit of paper 10 years ago when they are sound mind saying, if I get like this, kill me. Now, 10 years later, a doctor can come along, read the bit of paper, and even though you don't know which way is up or down, legally give you an injection to end your life. That makes a lot of people feel pretty uncomfortable, and it certainly makes me feel uncomfortable. There was a uh, document. Um, there was an arm of the uh, U.S. government mm-hmm. that contracted to a company called Trail of Bits. Okay. Um, this com- the, the arm of the government is actually, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, part of the Pentagon. It's a DARPA. And so DARPA paid, uh, I know, paid, they contracted, with this company called Trail of Bits. And Trail of Bits produced a document called Are Blockchains Decentralized? It's a 26-page PDF. Sure. And it says, The Unintended Centralities in Distributed Ledgers. Anyways, I was excited last night. I talked, I 
was talking about it, but I've kind of summarized it so it's 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 easier to understand. So it's it seems like this paper is trying to find ways to centralize. Um, and th by the way, the paper they say they only did uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they're trying to find ways to centralize uh, blockchains because they can't, as they admit, they can't do it on cryptography itself, and they find different um, ways, like for example. ISP or something that's centralized. So they have different ways or what they call different sources of centralization. Right. And so, so they have if, if I remember correctly, um, well, first of all, I have a side comment. The side comment is Bitcoin, the big, the big one, the regular BTC, if you will, has been under attack since it was created. Cryptocurrency has remained impervious to uh, states' actions, to hackers' actions, to would-be conmen's actions. The only, the only time people get swindled is either uh, by something like an ICO, uh, initial coin offering. We've seen that. Uh, if you invest into a, an S coin, the S stands for a word that I can't say on the radio. Some kind of mushroom. Uh, you know, uh, go look up one coin if you're looking for, you know, the quintessential S coin. Uh, they're still looking for the lady behind all that. Uh, or if you get socially engineered into giving up like a password for uh, your wallet or something like that, or your exchange ID and password, and they get on your exchange uh, and take all your money from you, move it to a different wallet, and then it's gone. So I think part of this, part of the social engineering comes with moving the masses, right? Which is which is why I was in favor of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, whatever, staying small, right? For our our little freedom communities, um, because once you get the masses out there calling for these sorts of things, right? Like bit, we need we need Bitcoin to be regulated. We need to have a lender of last resort for Bitcoin. And if they're if they're the majority, all of a sudden, right? But <clears throat> like the the question isn't what are people going to call? They're already calling for that. Oh, uh, Metallica's Fade to Black is uh, generally speaking regarded as a suicide. In fact, there was a uh, uh, a religious group called uh, The Truth About Rock that uh, I was forced to attend one of their seminars as a, as a child uh, where they literally blamed <coughs> bands like Judas Priest and Kiss and Metallica for kids committing suicide. Like, they would not have committed suicide had they not been listening to that devil music. Right. And so they would, you know, pick and choose lyrics from songs and, and that kind of a thing. It was a horrific, horrific, uh, just even a, an opinion to have that, first of all, uh, if your child is listening to heavy metal, that is generally regarded as a form of therapy. Right. They're having emotions. They're attracted to a music that, you know, allows them to release their emotions. And, and that's why they're listening to it. So it's an indicator. The fact that they committed suicide, probably most likely, and this is just an opinion, most likely failure of parenting, <laughs> failure of parenting. So uh, for you to be so oblivious about what your children are doing that you want to blame the music that they listen to for them committing suicide, to me, is one of the worst possible things that you could be. You out yourself as a horrible parent if that's what you believe. You guys were talking earlier about your Saturday night favorite Saturday night live favorites SNL, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, here, I, I, you remember the what opening line when I gave you my call in? Excuse me, sir. Have I reached the party to whom I'm speaking? Yes. That, that was Lily Tomlin from Laughing. She was the annoying nasal talking uh, operator. Right, right. I remember. And, and, uh, the, sec 
The second one was, I have an incoming transmission from the big giant head. Incoming transmission that, from the big giant uh, head. Eggheads? That's, that's third rock from the sun, I'm pretty sure. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yep, and, uh, oh, I, I, I promise not to get dumped before I told you this one. Captain Kangaroo. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Hang on, before, hang on, hang on, Major. Before you tell about Captain Kangaroo, I just have to say that as a man who is known as the Reverend Captain Kickass, or people who see me, they're just like Captain, like that's my commonly referred to name. Uh, Captain Kangaroo, it occurs to me, is probably the first captain that I can recall knowing of and about that, like, you know, as a name, not necessarily Being exposed as exposed to. As opposed to exposing myself to captains, right? I, that should be well, weird. Other, yeah, that would be other, weird. Other, other than, like, you know, the Mississippi pilot and, and whatnot from uh, Samuel Clemens, you're probably corrupt, sir. One of the reasons I dislike Pearl Jam is because of Weird Al Yankovic. Oddly enough, yeah. Uh, now you're like, how do you? How does one affect the other? Is that like hitting your foot with a shovel for your mortgage? I don't understand. Um, so Weird Al Yankovic did a tour where he did nothing but originals, and uh, I saw him live in Seattle. And the night before, he had played Portland, Oregon, and so his set list from that night leaked. And I was like, oh, he's gonna play Nature Trail to Hell in 3D. This is my favorite Weird Al original song. It's called Nature Trail to Hell in 3D. It's a great song. I love it. And uh, so I go and I see the show in Seattle. And when it's time, like they're going song by song, the exact same set list from the night before. And when it's time for Nature Trail to Hell in 3D, uh, they go, and now we're going to play a song for all you Seattle people. This is My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. And they played a song based on Pearl Jam instead of my favorite Weird Al song. What a disappointment. Because they were in Seattle. Screw you, Weird Al. So, no, no, but screw you Pearl Jam for okay. being so popular. That, for inspiring the song. Inspiring the song that got you. Because he felt it was a better idea to play that song because he was in Seattle. Where yeah. Eddie Vedder is from and it was the grunge scene and blah, blah, blah. So what we're working on here is some sort of implant, which you have to switch off every day. And here's the justification. When you've forgotten why you're switching something off that's beeping at you, then you will die. You will die. Uh, I just flaked, man. I don't know what happened. I right. Uh, that puts the responsibility right back onto the person and allows them to get what they want, which is that they do not want to live as some sort of vegetable with no one prepared to end their lives. So I guess the idea here is that you only get this implant, they're assuming, uh, in this article at least, that you only get this implant if you've considered the options, you're at a certain age, for example, or you've been diagnosed with something, you know, terminal, uh, and, you know, you decide that this is a good idea for you. Right. They're, they're not thinking, of course, about how this could be, like, just implanted by default into everybody because the government wants it. Because if they can, then they are. Uh, more importantly, though, you have to be of sound mind and body, right, when you get the implant in. So you're not knocking on death's door yet you might be close right you might get some terminal diagnosis or whatever but you're still of sound mind and body enough to to consent to getting the implant done well now think about the soldier application right because you know once something like this is considered uh, the military is going to be all over and be like hmm, how can we weaponize this you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live 
You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.